0: hello everyone welcome to the writing cabin with tara benner i'm author tara benner and this is my cabin we all need to escape into story from time to time so come on in sit down by the fire pour yourself a nice hot cup of coffee and let's talk books now this is a very special episode I am going to be reading chapter one of Warrior Witch, which is book six in the Witches of Mountain Shadow series. If you missed the last special episode, make sure you go back and listen. That is the prologue to Warrior Witch. And I have to warn you, this contains major spoilers for books one through five. So if you have not read the rest of the Witches of the Mountain Shadows series, you might want to save this video to your playlist to watch later after you have um, read the rest of the books. Or if you're listening on the podcast, uh, make sure you save that to your library so that when you're caught up, you can hear this reading. So again, this is Warrior Witch, Chapter One, Stretchy Pants, and Sonograms three months later. Fiona's chest ached as they waited for the ultrasound technician. She shifted around on the low padded table, trying and failing to find a more comfortable position. She'd been battling wicked heartburn for the last three weeks, and the slight incline of the table wasn't helping. She was also unbelievably queasy, and she'd left her crackers in the car. At 18 and a half weeks pregnant, Fiona's belly formed an interesting little bump that pushed down the elastic band of her leggings. She'd been wearing a rotation of loose-fitting shirts paired with chunky scarves, but staring down the barrel of her baby bump, it was clear she wouldn't be able to hide the pregnancy much longer. Fiona wasn't sure how parents-to-be usually acted in this situation. Certainly, she would have told her friends by now if the brotherhood hadn't been after her. The danger weighed on her all the time, and had cast a dark cloud over the pregnancy. Perhaps if she'd had a normal mortal boyfriend, he'd be squeezing her hand in anticipation as they waited for the ultrasound to begin. As it was, Gabriel was standing with his back against the wall, waiting in silence like the predator he was. Choppy locks of dark hair shadowed his eyes, but Fiona could tell he was on edge. She hoped some poor unsuspecting nurse didn't wander in by mistake. If anyone but the ultrasound technician walked through that door, she was certain Gabriel would garrot them. When Fiona had first learned she was pregnant, he'd spent three weeks vetting her obstetrician. It didn't matter that Fiona had been a patient of Dr. Turner's for over a decade. Gabriel had run a full background check, tailed the good doctor to and from work, and even interrogated those whom she'd completed her residency with to ensure she wasn't working for the Brotherhood. When he found no evidence of collusion, he worked his way through the rest of her staff, from the physician's assistant to the receptionist. They hadn't seen or heard from Elias since the night of the accident, but Fiona knew the hunter was still out there somewhere. He and the rest of the Brotherhood wanted her dead, especially now that they knew she was pregnant. No one could predict what the child of a witch and a hunter would become, which was inherently threatening to the Brotherhood. "'What's taking so long?' Gabriel asked suddenly, glancing at the clock over the door. "'They're probably just running behind,' said Fiona, fiddling with the end of her braid. He shook his head. "'I don't like it. Something feels... off.' It took all of Fiona's self-restraint to keep from rolling her eyes. She knew they were being hunted— but the Brotherhood setting a trap at the obstetrician's office seemed a little far-fetched. I think we should bail, said Gabriel suddenly, grabbing her purse from the chair by the door. Fiona opened her mouth to tell him he could go wait in the car when the door to the ultrasound room flew open. A pleasant-looking blonde woman fluttered in, dressed in a pair of baby pink scrubs. Good morning. Oh, the woman gave a start. She'd just caught sight of Gabriel lurking behind the door. Didn't see you there. The technician gave a nervous little laugh, but Gabriel didn't drop his scowl. Sorry about him, said Fiona, shooting Gabriel a pointed look. He's a little anxious. Excited to learn the baby's sex? The tech glanced down at Fiona's chart, and a dazzling smile lit her face. Whoops! Twins? Oh my gosh! That must be so exciting! Do twins run in your family? Why do you ask? Gabriel shot back, not bothering to conceal his suspicion. The technician faltered, glancing down at Fiona. I just... We're absolutely thrilled, Fiona cut in, wishing they could just get on with it. The woman nodded and swallowed uneasily before settling herself on a stool. We're doing the anatomy scan today, so I'm going to take a lot of pictures of your two little ones for Dr. Turner to review. Sounds good, said Fiona, pulling up her shirt so the tech could access her belly. She caught a blur of movement out of the corner of her eye as Gabriel moved from his position by the door. He reappeared just behind the technician, who was busy fiddling with her machine. The mortal woman hadn't seen him vanish, but she tensed up nonetheless. Don't mind him, said Fiona, catching Gabriel's eye and giving her head a little shake. He's just nervous about the ultrasound. That's completely normal, said the tech, managing to sound empathetic despite her clear unease. Fiona swallowed. There was nothing normal about their situation. Witches and hunters were natural enemies, so for her to be pregnant with Gabriel's children was unusual to say the least. Despite the looming threat of the brotherhood, Fiona felt giddy with excitement. This wasn't the first time she'd seen the twins on an ultrasound, but she'd been too stunned at her first appointment to really enjoy the experience. She felt as though she were meeting her children for the first time that day. Not even Gabriel's paranoia could ruin it. A loud squelching sound broke the awkward silence as the technician squeezed some gel onto her stomach. The screen filled with a grayish static, and Fiona saw the ghostly outline of one of the baby's heads. There's baby A, said the woman softly, staring intently at her screen. There was a note of awe in the technician's voice that Fiona hadn't heard from Dr. Turner or the ER physician. That's the baby's heart. She turned up the volume on the machine, and the rapid thump of a heartbeat filled the small room. Tears pricked at Fiona's eyes and she smiled up at the blurred screen. It was so strange to hear what was going on inside of her, but there was no better sound in the world. It sounds fast, said Gabriel. One fifty two is within the normal range. What does that mean, within the normal range? Is it at the high end of the range or more toward the middle? Dr. Turner can answer all your questions once she's seen the results of your scan. Gabriel's lip curled in irritation, but he didn't say anything as the tech moved the wand over Fiona's belly, taking pictures of the heart from different angles before moving on to the other organs. The technician's commentary fell off as she took measurements on the computer and captured images of the vital organs. As she lingered somewhere around baby A's abdomen, Fiona started to feel slightly unnerved. And there's baby B, said the woman finally, smiling as the second baby took shape on screen. Fiona stared at the smooth outline of the baby's skull as the wand moved across her stomach. The image flickered as the baby shifted, and the technician made a noise like, Hmm. Hmm, what? Said Gabriel, a clear edge to his voice. Oh, nothing. This baby is just all curled up. He, or she, doesn't want me to see the goods. Let's see if I... Ah, there we go. Would you like to know the sex? Gabriel glanced at Fiona, his eyebrows raised. I think we've had enough surprises for one lifetime, don't you? Fiona nodded but didn't say anything. Baby B is a boy. A boy. Baby B is a boy. A boy, Gabriel repeated, staring up at the fuzzy white outline, looking a little stunned. He glanced at Fiona, who belatedly arranged her expression into a look of surprise. But she knew Gabriel wasn't fooled. Fiona had been able to sense the twins since around nine or ten weeks. She'd known that baby B was a boy already, just as she knew that baby A was... "'A girl!' the ultrasound technician declared, beaming at them both. Gabriel's face seemed to drain of all color. "'A girl?' he repeated hoarsely, staring at the screen. The ultrasound tech printed off some images and handed them to Fiona. "'The doctor will be in shortly to discuss the results of the ultrasound.' Fiona nodded mutely as the tech turned to leave, and Gabriel sank down on her stool. "'She wouldn't be smiling like that if one of them was missing a lung or a kidney, would she?' he asked. "'I don't think so,' said Fiona, sitting up slowly and gritting her back teeth to keep her nausea at bay. "'What's wrong?' "'Nothing. I'm just a little—' She couldn't bring herself to say queasy. The word alone made her want to vomit. "'You don't seem surprised,' Gabriel observed. "'By the sex, I mean—' Well, there were only three ways it could go. You knew. There was a note of accusation in his voice, but she saw the corner of his mouth turn up. It was just a feeling. No, you knew we were having a boy and a girl. Why didn't you say anything? Before Fiona could formulate a response, her stomach gave a violent lurch and the warm bile burned the back of her throat. She leapt off the table and barely made it to the trash can before emptying the contents of her stomach. She hadn't had much to eat that morning, so she mostly tasted acid. Gabriel was on his feet in half a second, holding back her hair. Don't look, she groaned. Trust me, I won't. Fiona squinted in embarrassment as she wiped her mouth. She hated him seeing her like this. As if on cue, the door flew open and Dr. Turner walked in. She was a trim, older woman with silver hair and a delightful British accent. Ah, she exclaimed, spotting Fiona bent over the trash can. And here I was going to ask you about your diet. Now I don't have to. Dr. Turner lifted her head and pulled a wry smile. A steady diet of refined carbohydrates, I see. Easy on the tummy. Fiona managed a weak smile and shuffled back to the exam table. I normally tell pregnant women to eat lots of veggies and some low mercury. Ah, well, I won't say the F word just now. Let's talk about those babies. Fiona gripped the edge of the table nervously as Gabriel positioned himself near her left elbow. Shouldn't she be done with morning sickness by now, he asked. I read it was usually over by the end of the first trimester. Yes, well, that is typical. Dr. Turner frowned. Unfortunately, Mother Nature doesn't always abide by a schedule. Some women feel nauseated up till the day they give birth. Great, Fiona moaned. But she's sick all the time, Gabriel protested. Not just in the morning. That is normal, I'm afraid. The doctor caught Fiona's eye and smirked. The term morning sickness was obviously coined by a man, now wasn't it? Leave it to male physicians to minimize women's pain and suffering. Gabriel just stared. You don't know why I've been feeling so sick? Fiona asked. Pregnant women with twins often experience more intense nausea than in singleton pregnancies. It's nothing to worry about. Just eat what you can, stay hydrated, and get yourself a good prenatal vitamin. The doctor paused, glancing at Fiona's chart. They both look fit as a fiddle, but we'll continue to monitor them closely. Fiona waited for Dr. Turner to elaborate, but she just pulled a perfunctory smile. Any questions? That's it, said Gabriel. That's it. He shook his head. The tech must have taken a hundred different pictures. That's all you have to say? Well, in the case of a healthy pregnancy like this, there really isn't much to say. Both twins are measuring right on track. Dr. Turner, said Fiona, struggling with how to word her question. Is it possible for one twin to be stronger than the other? Dr. Turner's brow crinkled. I'm not sure I know what you mean. Fiona paused, searching for another way to phrase her concern. When she couldn't, she blurted, Is it possible that one twin is stealing power from the other? Gabriel turned to look at her. Oh! Understanding dawned on Dr. Turner's face. Well, yes, it is possible with some types of twin pregnancies, but your twins are diachroniatic and diamniotic. That is to say, there are two separate amniotic sacs and two separate placentas. Your placentas look fabulous, by the way. In your case, you don't have to worry about one twin stealing nutrients from the other. Think of your womb as a duplex. Separate living spaces, separate refrigerators. By far the least risky type of twin pregnancy. Gabriel looked relieved, but Fiona wasn't satisfied. She couldn't explain it even to herself. It was just a niggling feeling she got whenever she reached out to sense the twins' ether. For weeks she'd had the feeling that one twin, the girl, was growing stronger by the day while the boy seemed to be shrinking in her shadow. There was nothing wrong with his ether as far as Fiona could tell, but she had the slightly frantic impression that she could sense less of it day by day. Maybe she was just being paranoid. Or maybe the pregnancy was making her connection to the ether act up. Having two tiny humans growing inside of her was nothing like she'd ever experienced. In any case, she didn't know how to voice her concerns to Dr. Turner without sounding like a complete lunatic. Her blood work had come back normal, and their babies appeared to have all their fingers and toes. There was no number to point to on a lab report, no scientific basis for her concern. So she just smiled and tried to suppress the nagging feeling that something was not right. Fiona and Gabriel didn't speak again until they reached the parking lot. Maybe it was pregnancy brain, but Fiona still cast around for Gabriel's Black Viper, though he hadn't driven it in months. The car had been totaled when Elias had run them off the road, and Gabriel had spent weeks test-driving different vehicles. He'd said he needed something with more cargo space, room for a double stroller and dead supernaturals. He'd finally settled on a used Toyota Land Cruiser with a two-inch lift and a grill guard. The additions made Fiona think he was anticipating a frenzied middle-of-the-night escape into the backcountry of Colorado, but since she was due in January, she supposed it was good to have a vehicle that could get around in the snow. Using the grab bar to haul herself into the bucket seat, Fiona sensed Gabriel watching her. She ignored him and pulled her phone out of her bag, opening the mail app to check her inbox. No new messages. Fiona. Hmm. What was that back there? She could tell Gabriel was working to keep his tone neutral, but she could detect an undercurrent of irritation. What was that? She asked, not looking up in the hope that he'd drop this line of questioning. You knew we were having a boy and a girl, and you can sense what's going on with them. Fiona sighed. There was no point in pretending otherwise. Gabriel could probably hear her racing heart and smell her nervous sweat. Yes. Since when? Fiona shrugged. Maybe a month? A month? Gabriel allowed a puff of air, shaking his head in frustration. Why didn't you say anything? I didn't want to worry you. Fiona, she cringed. Why had she said that? He knew she wasn't being truthful. Hunters were basically supernatural lie detectors. I didn't want you to worry about me, she amended. Gabriel stared at her. Is that a joke? His expression said it wasn't funny. I've been worried about you since the day you told me you were pregnant. Exactly, said Fiona, fiddling with the hem of her shirt. It was about an inch short on fabric with the middle part stretched over her belly. I didn't want to give you another reason why I shouldn't... Why we shouldn't have the twins. What? Fiona swallowed to wet her parched throat. She knew she shouldn't have said anything. She was ruining the moment. She was pregnant with two healthy babies. They should have been discussing their living situation or their plans for the nursery. Instead, she felt this constant need to convince Gabriel that everything would work out. You thought I wouldn't want you to continue the pregnancy if I knew what you were sensing? Gabriel's voice was quiet, too quiet for her to gauge his tone. It's stupid, said Fiona, simultaneously worried about what he would say and hating herself for doubting him. I know you think this is a bad idea, but it doesn't matter, he said. We're in this now, whatever it takes. A flicker of hope sparked inside Fiona, quickly followed by shame. She shouldn't have doubted him, shouldn't have kept this from him, but it had seemed like the right thing at the time. I'm not going anywhere, said Gabriel quietly, staring out the parking lot with what appeared to be deep concentration. But you have to be honest with me about what's going on so we can deal with it together. I'm sorry, she said, and she really was. Gabriel's first reaction to the pregnancy hadn't been what she'd hoped, but he'd come around. He'd told her he was going to learn to be a good father, and she sensed his determination. It's fine. Gabriel was still frowning. What can you sense about the twins? Fiona sighed, absently massaging her bump as she connected with the baby's ether. She could feel each of the twins' energies, though their ether didn't yet have a distinct pattern the way most adults did. She couldn't tell whether one was a witch or a hunter— Not that it mattered. What troubled her was the difference in the twins' ether. The female twin was definitely stronger, and the imbalance seemed to widen each day. The male twins' ether was growing stronger too, but at a much slower rate than his sister's. It's like I told the doctor, Fiona murmured. It feels like the girl is stealing strength from the boy. You think she's an ether witch? I can't tell. She just seems more dominant. Maybe she is, Gabriel offered. Maybe she's just that strong. Maybe. Fiona still had her doubts, but Gabriel placed a hand over hers. Look, we have to go by what the doctor said. They're measuring on track, and their test came back normal. Just try not to worry. Try not to worry. Fiona had to suppress an eye roll. She knew Gabriel meant well, but that was literally the dumbest piece of advice one could give a pregnant woman. Oblivious, Gabriel glanced down at Fiona's phone which was still open to her inbox. Anything from Eleanor? Fiona shook her head. This time, she couldn't even pretend that she wasn't sick with dread. She hadn't heard from her sister in three whole months, ever since the local clan leader had summoned all her vampires. Eleanor's boyfriend Holden had sired her, and Sigrid had sired him. When Sigrid called, Eleanor had to obey, whether she wanted to or not. I'm sure she's fine, said Gabriel bracingly. Seagrid probably just hasn't given her computer privileges. Fiona nodded, though her heart wasn't in it. She assumed her sister was holed up in Seagrid's fortress, but whenever Fiona drove by, the house looked deserted. She didn't know if the werewolves had implemented their plan to starve out the vampires or not. Whatever's going on at Seagrid's, holding will protect her. You're right, said Fiona, determined to push Eleanor out of her mind so she could focus on the twins. Gabriel nodded and started the car tossing Fiona a look of mock dread. Now, why don't you show me that dresser you've been drooling over all morning? What dresser? Fiona asked innocently. She hadn't shown him the Craigslist ad. How could he have even known about it? Gabriel rolled his eyes and nodded her phone. The one you've picked out for the baby's room. Call and see if we can come get it. All right, thank you so much for listening to that chapter of Warrior Witch. If you want to grab your copy, you can do so over at tarabenner.com forward slash books. We are in the middle of the VIP launch as I record this, which means that you can buy the book directly from me and receive Fiona's prequel novella as a special gift. Or if you pre-order the book, you will get a link in the back of the book once it's delivered on launch day to download your free copy of The Witch's Fortune. That's all I have for you this week, but feel free to stay in my cabin for as long as you like. I promise I won't do any more bad British accents. We can just drink some coffee and talk about books. Uh, Have a wonderful weekend.